Today we're talking with Ada Yusufi, Chief Commercial Officer at Mary Saroy, Global Health Portfolio Leader and member of the scientific community at Atos. And today we're going to discuss digitally enabled virtual care solutions for clinical trials through healthcare delivery. Welcome Ada and Mary. I know that digital first care and research is becoming more and more vital challenge in healthcare settings. Do you see this trend continuing? Yeah, I do absolutely uh, see the trend uh, continuing. I think the pandemic itself has um, uh, acted as a catalyst for change um, across the entire healthcare setting, including across the world as a whole. Um, it's acted as this accelerator for digital health technology to be placed into the health and research sector quite prominently. Um, the use of telemedicine and uh, remote patient monitoring has really sort of started to show how we can transform the way care can ultimately be delivered. And what we've seen is both the clinicians and the patients have had to embrace this new model of care. Um, and actually, they too wanted to continue. Interestingly, it's been around for a very long time, but due to everything that's happened, people were pretty much forced into the environment, whether they liked it or not. Um, but I do think that on the other side of it, they've quite liked the way in which it's worked. And we've worked in partnership with clinicians and departments of health and different government bodies to deliver sort of nationwide hospital at home solutions and products. And some of that evidence on that outcome of what we've delivered has really been quite impactful. We've managed to really reduce the burden on the care providers by doubling their sort of clinical capacity. And we've been able to alleviate that anxiety and uh, um, for the patients as a whole by keeping them safe, keeping them monitored, keeping them cared for in a home environment. And we've done this all through simple things like our smartphone, um, in some cases, some associated devices. But really, the outcome from a patient perspective back to us has been they really felt like that they had their hospitals in their own pockets, you know, that they were being cared for seamlessly without um, without being worried about what they should be doing next, being able to see firsthand that their clinicians are in charge of their care and care delivery whilst they safely were isolated at home or remote from their hospital. So no, I don't believe there's any going back. If anything, I think we need to be uh, sharing our learnings, leveraging this further at scale and continuing to accelerate the development of technologies to to help both clinicians and patients and overall people to live longer and fuller lives. I absolutely agree, Ada. I think the, uh, you use the word acceleration and um, accelerating. And I think that, you know, the pandemic forced those changes in healthcare uh, to really truly embrace the concept of virtual care. So it became the, the tipping point, if you will. I think the other thing that helped was reimbursement models, even though we had, as you mentioned, had been around for quite a while, the reimbursement models uh, weren't there. The go governmental investments in innovation and promoting that, uh, that safe, uh, yet consumer or patient-centric uh, approach uh, just, just wasn't there until the pandemic forced the point. So we have this opportunity to really promote digital first now as we go across 
uh, both the healthcare uh, provision of care, the care management that might come out of your reimbursing bodies, uh, government or private sector, as well as the life sciences ecosystem and leveraging virtual care in the clinical trial process. Um, you also may mention about you know, doubling capacity and, and caregivers are stretched uh, beyond belief and technology has been uh, has been part of the has been part of the problem. So what we have is this opportunity to really revisit care pathways and change how we work. And when we double capacity for those providers and those caregivers, it's allowing them to operate at the top of their license in the most efficient and effective way possible and really start to focus on that provider um, provider experience that comes out of the quadruple aim of improving quality, reduce costs, engage patients, and improve the provider experience. And I think the challenge now going forward is that the virtual care environment is now giving us a lot of different types of data uh, that we didn't have before. And the challenge will be for uh, healthcare to embrace that data and uh, apply the analytics necessarily to continue, necessary to continue to improve care. Wow, that that's pretty interesting. The the pandemic really changed things. Um, well, so so how how does hospitals at home work? So traditionally, patients had to visit their doctors for care. Um, outpatient clinics are packed and generally run reasonably inefficiently, as the doctors and carers don't always have all the data they require available to them to inform them of the appointment appropriately. Uh, some patients also live quite far away from the hospitals or specialty centers that they need to access. So what the hospital at home solution does is it allows for remote and regular monitoring of patients so that they can sort of minimize the need for unnecessary visits to outpatient clinics in the hospital, but also reduce the number of emergency visits because proactively you're monitoring those patients and intervening accordingly. Of course, some patients need to access the hospital care for an intervention that they may require. Um, and those can also use the hospital at home solution because this allows them to be better prepared uh, for their interventional procedure or whatever they may be having done at the hospital and also care for them after they've been discharged from the hospital. In doing so, this maximizes the outcome overall for the patient of that intervention that they may have had. It also minimizes the post-interventional complications to Mary's point previously, really making um, efficiencies in the cost of care and, um, uh, and adherence to the pathways of care being prescribed. And the solution's really simple. A clinician basically prescribes a uh, humor digital application to the patient um, for their remote care. They receive it via a text message or email. They simply download, onboard, consent to be cared remotely, and they follow the care pathway prescribed to them by recording their symptoms on their smartphone through smartphone technology, such as phone cameras, Apple or Google Health integration or integration into external devices such as blood pressure cuffs or blood glucose monitors. And then the clinicians can very simply access the patient's symptoms and the summary of that through a web-based platform wherever they are remotely. And then they can see at a glance a RAG-rated patient symptom to inform their decision-making and also to help prioritize the care for patients. Those that need to come in sooner come in, those that don't need to come in and can be um, uh, can have their dosages changed or their pathway altered accordingly can do so virtually. So the virtual wards allow for the patients to 
very simply remotely provide information about their health and well-being um, as they kind of go about their daily lives. It improves the quality and the safety of the care um, for those patients by allowing the clinicians to look after loads more patients, flagging any cases that require attention, reducing the chances of patients being overlooked. And the, our platform also combines this predictive algorithm and digital biomarkers, real-world data, and that's where we start to really advance the proactive and predictive care and research. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The um, you know essentially, what we have is the opportunity to provide a care anywhere or care yeah. everywhere, no no matter where that that patient is. Um, basically, um, not only care, uh, but as Ada mentioned, the kind of not the not only the direct care and in, in interaction between the patient and the and the provider or carer, uh, but also all of the pre and post interactions can begin to be captured or promoted or pushed to that patient in a way that really helps to promote wellness as well as begins to prevent any decline in condition or catch it before it becomes an, an urgent or uh, emergent situation. And so it's a very data-driven proactive approach to digitally uh, enabling the patient journey to improve quality care, reduce cost, and um, you know, it really kind of whatever whatever capacity that is for the various individuals who are involved. So if you're talking about a care manager to a care coordinator to the actual you know, primary care provider and, and staff that they have in their office, all the way out to specialty providers, all of that now becomes um, a much more seamless process through the, through the uh, capabilities that digital engagement offers. Wow, that's that's pretty interesting. Um, so, in, in what other ways can the Huma platform be developed to change the face of medicine and healthcare overall? I believe that um, research and healthcare, the care delivery and research, should be arm in arm, and one should really um, inform the other. Um, in the life science sector, uh, Huma's digital platform supports the pharma and research industries to run decentralized clinical trials. Pretty much like hospital at home, you have clinical trials at home. And uh, the platform can accelerate the development of different drugs and therapies through the remote participation and rapid collection of real-world data and improved access to the trials and studies. So no longer do people need to be burdened by traveling to the lab or to the hospital. They can be recruited and monitored while they're on the trial or take part in a study without even leaving their home, really. Um, and this, this can really broaden the diversity of the participants that are recruited, recruited and overall reduce the burden of enrolling patients onto trials participants onto trials and allowing them the opportunity to be identified uh, wherever they may be. Um, and that information and data very seamlessly, safely and carefully making its way back to the researchers and to the care providers to ensure this continuity of care during research. Absolutely. So if we think about, um, if we think about the, the pandemic and what that brought, I think clinical trials now uh, is almost a household household word that, that or term terminology that uh, that wasn't as 
uh, front of mind for the average human being, the average person uh, prior to the pandemic. So, you know, basically we have this, we have this situation where if we, we are now really able to take a patient or per person centric perspective. Um, if we do this, we can appreciate that there are so many stakeholders that can influence or be involved in that person's health or wellness journey. And Ada had spoken about some uh, folks on the provider market and the carers that are involved there. But when we consider the life sciences or the research, the, the side of things, we also now involve uh, pharma in, in their role in supporting people in the use of medical devices on a daily basis, in the clinical trial process, in efficiently and effectively uh, doing the data collection necessary for clinical trials because the goal is to get towards uh, the analysis that then has a clinically significant trial with a positive outcome that becomes a, a treatment approach within uh, that individual's household setting. And so that's a that's a really nice benefit, I guess, that has come from the pandemic in that now all of these worlds truly come together and work work hand in hand. I mean, if you even just go and Google clinical trials for COVID, you can quickly get yourself enrolled or see how many studies are out there. And so all of this is now right there at the hands of the consumer on the internet, available to be accessed. Um, so really uh, something special that has come out of this and something that we hope will uh, benefit uh, the worldwide, benefit patients worldwide as we move forward and hopefully beyond this pandemic sooner than later. Wow, that's pretty interesting. So, so why is the Atos partnership so important to Huma? Well, I think here at Huma, we've shown that um, we can really implement at scale and pretty good speed across different geographies, um, in particular at the height of a pandemic and then following on from that. But our partnership with Atos takes us to another level. It enables us to bring Atos' experience and implementing at scale of complex transformation projects to accelerate the adoption of technologies such as humors so that we can further positively impact more people's lives um, and be more impactful at scale in different regions. Our partnership includes big investments by Atos split across research and development areas and expert support and resource, which humor will not be able to scale in the same sort of way. So we're really passionate about this um, partnership. The investment in the R&D will help to really fast track the integration of the HUMA platform with other leading clinical systems. M Mary spoke earlier about, you know, this data and influx of it coming to the clinicians and how they can be burdened by that. HUMA's platform really talks to the end users, both the patient as well as the care provider or the researcher and really starting to sort that data in a way that actually makes it more seamless and easier for them to do more with it as opposed to it being a further burden to them. So we're patient-centric. Our patient data is very, very precious uh, resource to us. Our philosophy, our philosophy has always been that the data belongs to the patient. So above all, um, we have to keep it safe and secure. Atos are true masters at data privacy and security, 
So we're really excited about uh, this relationship and it's another critical reason why our partnership is so important to us. We share the same beliefs. Agree 100%. We really do. We are so excited about the opportunity to incorporate Huma into the Atos end-to-end virtual care solution. Huma serves as the platform with supporting device and patient apps, as, as Ada mentioned, um, all of the different types of questionnaires, the actual biometric devices um, that really will help drive and enable the virtual care process. So in addition, you know, Atos has the uh, uh, technology foundation, the security solutions, the device uh, deployment and recovery solutions, as well as the ever important workflow transformation consulting services needed to support that strong virtual care offering across the health and life sciences market. So let's not minimize the need to focus on change management as well. I do want to just put a little um, just put a little call out for that, considering the tremendous impact that virtual care has on people, process, and technology. And we make it sound so easy, just change from an office to a virtual care visit. Um, but do we have the network capabilities? Does the customer have the technology and knowledge of the use uh, of the technology to really enable the process? That goes for the patient too. Patients have to have an understanding of what they're doing, why they're doing it, and how they're doing it. Um, we also, are we making it easy, easier for the provider or caregiver or have we created a more complicated environment? We have to involve those providers and those caregivers in defining what that new workflow looks like. It's so important and the data that they would like collected um, as part of that process towards enabling uh, evidence-based medicine. So are there even opportunities that virtual gives us that weren't there before from a data collection perspective? And you know, I could go on and on, but the message is that the opportunity for virtual care requires organizational medical staff and uh, leadership commitment to really advance uh, the care process overall. Well, thank you both. Uh, if someone wanted to learn more how would they? So if anyone uh, wanted further information on our virtual care solution um, powered by the HUMA platform, they're welcome to uh, visit the HUMA website. But equally, they can also contact their um, Atos client executive or they can email um, ourselves, myself or uh, Mary, and we can share those uh, details directly. All right. Thank you both.